0: This, 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 is an Intel Studios production.
1: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Making the Cut. Hello. After a postponed, we postponed last week's episode.
0: Yes, I'm nervous about talking about it.
1: Uh no, well, let's, let's not be nervous about it. I mean, I did a lot of crying. Yes. And, um, i tell you, I had no idea just the size of the impact hmm. I didn't think it would I just didn't think it would hit me that hard it was well it was
0: out of nowhere that's um, the problem I mean I think yeah. there was absolutely nothing wrong with her and um she was a really cute dog yeah. I mean there are you know dogs and then there are really cute dogs yeah and she was one of um, those you know
1: for, for, for any of you- that Don't know what we're talking about. My little dog, Ronnie, passed away sadly on Thursday, but she got very, very ill on the Tuesday and we were going to record this podcast on the Wednesday. But then she was rushed to an emergency hospital because she would kind of lost the use of her legs and she was having fits and all sorts of stuff. It was really, really traumatic. Anyway, she went to the hospital, and then it turns out that she had some kind of spinal bacterial infection, I think maybe meningitis, or it could have been a viral infection, and then that went on to her brain. They thought they could treat it, and then in the end, I think the drugs they were going to use to treat the infection was so harmful to her that in the end, it was either the virus or the drugs. Both of them were were going to have such a heavy impact on her that they had to put her down. So they put it down on Thursday, and I, I just don't think any of us was expecting it. And oh God, it's been so bizarre.
0: I mean, you really only, I think, turned a corner yesterday,
1: mm.
0: and that is yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. Haven't quite turned <laughs> a corner yet. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, so I went to um, St Alban's Abbey yesterday, and I lit a little candle.
0: They really help, don't they? Yeah, weirdly, they do, they don't do, they? Yeah. I'm not a
1: particularly religious person, but no, something but it's about a memory. Church and, it's remembering uh, as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. And I think you, you know, for some bizarre reason, going to a church helps you make sense of mm. s- something you just can't make any sense of, you know. Mm. So, um, I guess I just wanted to say, I mean, we had said this before on, on the. Um, Instagrams but just a massive thank you really for all the messages uh, that we were sent you know they were so nice. And yeah it was
0: really lovely and I think mm. also because Ronnie has been quite a big part of this podcast mm. so there was that really cute picture I mean <sighs> oh my god Janine Twinkle she's yeah. called Twinkle on Instagram she did a montage of photographs and she took that great picture which we put, did put on the entire lap yeah of Ronnie's head on your knee
1: Oh God, yeah. When we were yeah.
0: recording the podcast at your place. Oh, crikey. oh she yeah. looked so sweet, she just was sort of sitting with her head on your knee mm. just staring at you. Yeah. Um it's a huge, she's left a huge hole. And I mm. also think that what you don't understand with, with dogs is that they are they are quite demanding and they do need looking after, and that means that when they go, all that looking after that you've done leaves a big hole in your life oh Um, yeah that that feels like an enormous horrible empty sad void you know and and Mm. that doesn't really get filled in in a way that you know adults when adults leave you don't sometimes leave that void I mean obviously my sister because I was looking after she did leave a void but Mm -hmm. you know if somebody dies of natural causes as they get older you yeah. can celebrate a long and yes. lovely life. And of course, you're really sad about it. And anybody dying is grief. But young children, animals, anybody, it's it's, it's a terrible, terrible thing because you just feel like they haven't lived a life, a proper life.
1: Also, I know lots of people walk their dogs while listening to this podcast. Yes, I know. So you I think said there was that. a strong connection between dogs and this podcast, yes. I think. But there was a lot of people that also messaged us to say that they'd just lost their dog or their mm. cat or you know literally within the last week mm. it said that someone had passed away so I've, my heart goes out to any to of, all you, of you yeah. yeah that have just lost their pet as well because mm. I have never had a pet before if I'm mm. honest I had a rabbit when I was a kid and have like you a, had never had
0: a dog before had a dog before in have my life not? no I so think this is something one. worth pointing out mm. to our listeners mm-hmm. is that you haven't really lost anyone or anything ever. I've still
1: got a I've still got my grandma. <laughs> like,
0: you've got your grandma, yeah. you've got both your parents, yeah, yeah. you've got like all your close loved ones. Yeah. You've never had a pet. No, you know, no. I've had pets since I was born. Mm. I've lost animals all the way through my life. Yeah. I've lost my mum, my sister, my granny, um my dad. I'm losing slowly. Yeah. So like it's like um part of life's rich tapestry. But for you it's Yeah, it's I, so raw. I, I, it's the first thing that you've truly loved. mm mm-hmm that you've lost
1: yeah so it was a, a a sharp introduction to grief yeah and it's it's a very bizarre thing isn't it you know but it is also
0: bizarre. a very valuable life mm-hmm. skill to be able to to grieve oh, totally, is, yes. is really important because it's too it you know it's a lot to handle mm. it is very very hard to go through mm-hmm. and I think you know
1: well, I realised looking at both my kids is that they've, mm. they've had this experience now. Mm. And yes. um, hopefully they've learned something from it and it's made yes. them slightly more robust for the future. Yes. For when, you know, they need to be, um, mm. they'll have something to ho- hook it into, mm. you know, and, and they'll have learned something from it. Mm. Um, I did get a message a couple of weeks ago from an Instagram account called Matilda and Co., I posted mm-hmm. a picture of Ronnie, that one where she's in the bed. You know, oh, with her yeah, little paws yeah. over no, the top. Stop it. Oh my god, that was <laughs> too much that picture. So Joel's put that as a oh screensaver on his phone, and every time I look at his phone, I think I've got to look away. I can't I can't look at his phone. You know, mm-hmm. it's too too much. Anyway, Matilda and Co sent us this message, and they said, "Oh, is this your dog?" And I said, "Yeah." And they said, "Oh, well, they've essentially had a dog that's um, that suffered and had to go through some major surgery, and they're struggling with uh, the bills." They were saying so they'd set up this company where they make dog harnesses and dog mm-hmm. leads they'd got in touch to say, give me the size of your dog and I'll Mm. do you a harness and a lead. And I thought, great, you know, that's so nice. So I was in the process of giving them the the sizes and they were saying that uh, some of the money that they get from these sales all goes to various charities and they support one called Tiny Tim on Wheels Foundation, mm. which I assume is a dog that's lost use of its of its legs, with all the sales and as a new business, they're really trying to get their brand off the ground. So I just wanted to say a big thank you to them because they that's sent me lots so of lovely messages and their Instagram accounts, great Matilda and Co. It's called Matilda underscore and dot co, and they've Can got I a lot of shop. Can I ask you something? Yeah,
0: um, harnesses. Mm-hmm. Um, are they the sort of seen as being the kindest way of walking a dog, because I see so many dogs with harnesses, but my dog... Well, I don't even really use a lead very often with no, my dog. Because she's, she's so old, girl, she just she? walks next yeah. to me, but... I mean, the only Is it dogs I see having one round the neck.
1: I, I, I see lots of little dogs in harnesses, but I don't mm. see lots of big dogs in harnesses. So I don't, I don't really know. We with mm. Ronnie, we always switched around. Some days it was a collar, and some days she had a harness on. But she was very rarely attached to a lead anyway. She just no. used to run by, run by my side. <laughs> oh, um, so anyway, I just wanted to say a big thank you for Matilda and Co. If I get another dog, I'll give you the sizes of it. But if this. You'd quite. It'd be quite nice to have one for Beau, presumably.
0: She's I a big dog. Do you know what? Meaning I don't. If she's too big. I'd, well, I'm, it's not that I think she's too big. I just feel like I wouldn't. You wouldn't I
1: wouldn't, you wouldn't wear use
0: it. I wouldn't use it. Okay,
1: but um, go and have a look at their Instagram page and have a look. It's a really it's, it's, nice Instagram page. Really nice and, the and
0: very nice um, patterns idea, and the colours, and everything. as well as donating Super. to that charity. So.
1: Yeah. So thanks very much. Okay. So, Michael. Yes.
0: Yeah. We we all. Yeah. All of us love you okay. a lot. Probably don't. No, I'm not going to be uh, yeah, nice. Yeah, don't go there. Yeah. I want to talk about menopause. That, that'll cheer you up. I, I, no yeah. way. I love the menopause. Shall I, shall I do that?
1: Sorry, it's not the menopause, is no, it? We've established not. this. It's, it's menopause. just menopause. Yeah.
0: So this week I got a um, book from Louise Newson, who mm-hmm. is Dr. Louise Newson, who I am mildly obsessed by.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean... <laughs> Any this...
1: expert, basically. Anyone who's got a real... And Good expertise Literally, It's just fantastic.
0: The minute she opens her mouth, mm-hmm. she just says this stuff mm-hmm. that is so... She, it's always jaw-dropping. I've never done any kind of talk with her. I've done lots of Instagram Lives with her and I've done some for her channel and I've done some for mine. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've never spoken to her without her dropping some kind of factual bomb yeah, in my lap. And like, I just go, what? what? The last one was that HRT works better for heart disease than statins. Okay. And the That's other great. fact that she yeah. said to me was... For men? If you have been on HRT and you get breast cancer, your chances of survival are better.
1: You know, uh, there's okay. always this thing okay. of like, yes. HRT
0: is going to give you breast cancer. Yeah. Well, actually, the facts are that if you're on it and you get it, which one in seven women will, mm. your chances of survival are greater than if you're not on HRT. Wow,
1: okay. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Anyway, she's written a book. Uh It's with Penguin. Um, It's part of a series, Penguin Life Experts. And this is the kind of series that we love because they are experts. Yes. So they've called upon all different sorts of experts in their fields to write books about various things in life. But this is the book called Preparing for... The perimenopause mm-hmm. and menopause. Okay, so it's so, the perimenopause. Oh, it's the
1: perimenopause and or menopause. menopause. So can I just say what 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 is with the word "peri"? Is that Latin for something? It's it...
0: from Nando's.
1: Okay, um, and it's spicy no.
0: <laughs> and it's quite spicy. <laughs>
1: yeah. Very good.
0: Um, I always call it my peri peri. Yeah. Um, I think peri must, either in Latin or in some language, mean pre.
1: Previous or something like that. Okay.
0: So Uh, it's the lead up to. Yeah, okay. Um, And the the, the official kind of terminology is that the perimenopause is what takes you up to the first year without blood. Once you've not bled for a year, Mm -hmm. you're menopausal. Okay. And once you are menopausal, you're menopausal for a moment and then you're postmenopausal. Like you're oh, you're literally Really? Yeah. You just go, Oh, I'm menopausal, done. Now I'm postmenopausal.
1: So what does that take? A day or Like a minute. Really? Yeah. Oh
0: wow. So you can't kind of say I'm menopausal for the general hubbub of you yeah. know, hormone chaos. Okay. But then you go, I'm peri, which explains that you haven't stopped bleeding yet. And then you're menopausal, which means that you've just stopped bleeding. And then I'm po- I'm, I'm postmenopausal. I'm, I'm past. I'm past it. Okay. And women often think that when you're past it. You can't take HRT anymore, you don't need to take HRT yeah, yeah. anymore. But the health benefits from HRT still so th- continue on after you've stopped bleeding.
1: The theory is there's a window of which you can take HRT, yeah. and if you miss it, you it's can't not take true. it after that. Okay, that's not it's true. It's not true. Okay.
0: And Louise has changed many women's lives in mm. that respect. I sent somebody who's 60 to her the other day, changed her life. Um, <laughs> so Great. this woman, Dr. Louise Newson, just to give you a bit of background, she's a GP she wanted to specialize in menopause and all things menopausal and she couldn't kind of find out enough about it she went off and she educated herself about it and she wanted to try and get a job in the national health service as a menopause expert there was no money for it Mm -hmm. nobody wanted her she couldn't get anything so she set up because she could hear and see women crying out for help Mm -hmm. and husbands and partners and lovers and sons and daughters crying out for help for their mothers and um no one was getting any. So she decided to set up a private practice, which is something for which she gets endless amounts of shit. Yeah. <laughs> because people just go, oh well you're just charging people for it and blah yeah. blah blah. But actually this woman has set up a free app which is also worth mm-hmm. recommending on this podcast. If you know anybody that is coming up to Perimenopausal or uh, coming up to um, that kind of age, get them to download the Balance Menopause app. It's free. She started it, she set it up, she's put loads of her resources on there that she spent years building up and that she gives all her clients, and you can get it for free on the Balance app. But also what she's done, so you can arm yourselves and you can go to your NHS GP. She's put on there a health declaration form. And on there, you tick all the boxes and you take it and your GP will know what to prescribe you. It's basically you holding your GP's hand because a Mm -hmm. lot of GPs are really frightened about prescribing. Anyway, this book, um, if it's not out now, you can definitely pre-order it. It's by Penguin. It's called Preparing for the Menopause and Menopause by Dr. Louise Newson. And it is like a tome of um, medical knowledge and just yeah i can imagine it's just
1: immensely helpful it is
0: immensely helpful what i like uh, it's not just for people that are in perimenopause or menopause it is preparing for it so you know it's coming right? you know if you're in your 30s if you're in your Mm -hmm. 40s if you're a man yeah and you're thinking my wife is you know uh, coming up to that age buy the book and have it by your bedside and read it and maybe she will don't give it to her that's <laughs> she say, might she might hit you a minefield it. yeah I know it's a minefield you,
1: what you could do is if you're a bloke is buy it for yourself yes and, and have it on your bedside and table and when she says why have you bought that and say well, I'm just doing some
0: research, research. it's something yes. to do with you and also I think so. if my man did that mm-hmm. um, I mean think, you're lucky mm. you're off the hook because it happened yeah. ages ago but um, if my man, I would cry I mean, with joy <laughs> don't start <laughs> Don't what? start. No.
1: You're post-menopausal?
0: No. Yes. I don't, I don't I'm <laughs> yeah. on the call. forgotten the it. tenses.
1: I'm sorry. Um, you guys know too much about me. Yeah. But
0: anyway, it, she's amazing. It's preparing for it. It's not just for it. It's like yeah. get it.
1: Um, and I quite like the idea of this series from Penguin. I yeah. quite like to see what else is in the collection because what would be quite. I'm going to look it buy up now. A whole bunch. Of these things, and they are like nice
0: colours. I know that sounds yes, ridiculous well they look but good on, on a the bookshelf, shelf, right? <laughs> They look really nice. I've realised um, that penguin
1: books are bought for their aesthetic look rather than the content of experts. them. These days, I
0: am looking it um, up now.
1: Okay, while you look that up, mm-hmm. I've got something for you to taste. Because while we were in W. H. Uh, Smith's recently, we stumbled across that uh, Dairy Milk had launched a new chocolate bar called mm-hmm. Caramilk. Now, yes. We've had quite a lot Which of people. Which looked amazing. Yeah, we've had quite a lot of people message us as well uh, via their Instagrams to say, oh my God, have you seen Caramilk? Caramilk, because they all know that we are a big lover of Caramac. Or yeah, me in particular. So yeah. I think what's happened is that this podcast is so powerful, it's boosted the sales of Caramac enormously.
0: Yes. Probably. Yes. And
1: Dairy Milk have got onto this and thought, oh my God, we're missing out on a huge chunk of the market here. Let's launch our own. Boom, Caramilk.
0: Can I ask you something? Yeah. Who is Who makes Caramac?
1: Um, I've got one here. I think it's Nestle. But, yeah, Nestle made Caramac.
0: So, and dairy milk dairy is made by?
1: Cadbury's. So there's this is direct it's... competition here. Oh,
0: oh, my God. Can I just say, <laughs> no,
1: what, can I just say
0: what Michael's yeah. pulled out? Because yeah. we're doing a taste test. He's literally pulled out two packets of chocolate with like one tiny crumb left in each you've eaten both of them uh,
1: there's there's only one square of caramel left. oh my god um yes yeah, it's quite embarrassing but i bought it yesterday and then i've been slowly nibbling on it since because it was much better than i was expecting it to be And you know, i was watching a movie last night with so joel and i funny. thought oh my god i'll just have one more square and then one more square and one more square i think i have caught the infectious disease off you that is addiction to chocolate. Uh, Yeah. I didn't have it until about three weeks ago.
0: Do you know, can I... We're going to talk about this in a minute, but we watched a TV show... Oh, yeah. ...from a series that we have talked about before. Explained. But it was on Sugar. It's called Explained. It's on Netflix. 25-minute-long documentaries that um, explain stuff, and they did an Explained on Sugar. And it actually has really, really helped me. Mm. Um, I've had... Uh, a mint today which obviously okay. did have sugar in it mm-hmm. but I, I would say that a mint has less sugar in it than I mean it probably doesn't but yeah um, I haven't done my usual mm-hmm. well I, I'm because obviously I wrote five weeks to sugar free and that's mm-hmm. when after my sister died I was sugar free for years yeah and, yeah. and then I fell off the wagon and then I but, got back on the wagon Easter and Christmas was yes. when I fell off and then I get back on again but I've been struggling um,
1: but this is essentially refined sugar-free. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, what's interesting about that documentary is, I guess, it talks a little bit about all the the differences or the not-so-differences between sugars and
0: honey, which I thought was fine, yeah. not fine. Yeah.
1: So that's really good. And there's another thing if you're really interested, which is the Stuff You Should Know podcast. There's an episode called "Sugar Powers the World." I remember
0: you telling and me about it that. It is
1: that is also brilliant, and you just learn an enormous amount about sugar and And it deceives you basically because it's in virtually everything and it behaves the same way in everything
0: and i well i knew it was in also i knew it was on almost everything and i do Mm -hmm. i eat very healthily oh you do yeah most of the time Mm. but i would say the thing that upset me the most was knowing about my insulin Mm. and what happens to the rest of your body as it's trying to fight these huge sugar sugar surges mm-hmm. and also that it gives you a spike of energy and spike of feel good but then you feel worse afterwards it takes you lower to, the, to where, yeah. than to where you were before you took it so i have been very good and actually if you do if you are struggling a bit start watching lots of documentaries about the sugar because it does make you
1: Mm. It does well, it make you, you reassess. It makes you it, consciously think, yeah. aware
0: yeah. of it. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Okay, I'm going to put two bits of uh, chocolate Thanks. in your mouth okay. right now. Ruining me. for the put, rest of. I'm the not going to tell you which ones. Which. Okay. I would just like you to roughly eyes. say which one you think is best. Okay. Bear in mind that most, both of them are, are lovely. Okay. So here's the first one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's very
0: nice to bite into. Mm-hmm. It feels. I mean. Yeah, you know? Great.
1: I'm going to stick the other one in. <laughs> you just. You don't need to say anything. You ready? No. Oh, okay. I'm
0: enjoying this
1: mm. a lot. Well, oh, not, my God. There's not much of it. <laughs>
0: Can I say something?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's one pound a bar from WH Smith's. Family. If anybody mm.
0: has ever drunk condensed milk, yeah, this is it.
1: Okay, open um, wide.
0: Okay, I know the difference. Yes. I know which one is which. Okay,
1: which one do you like? The first one. Do you? Mm. Cadbury's Caramel. It's I'll uh, tell you why. Brown. Yeah.
0: Caramac slightly leaves a funny
1: mm-hmm.
0: aftertaste in my mouth. But the caramel is...
1: That's the last bit.
0: Un- I mean, it feels like a heart attack in a chocolate bar.
1: Mm.
0: How calorific is it? Can you give me some details? I yeah,
1: probably could give you some details, yeah.
0: So that's a big bar, right? It would be the size of a fruit and nut bar.
1: Can I steal your glasses? Mm-hmm.
0: God, I don't know that and it's like- a pound. That's terrible, isn't it?
1: So, per six chunks...
0: Okay, six chunks which of chocolate.
1: Which is 30 grams of chocolate. Yeah. It's probably the size of a small bar, mm-hmm. I would say, you know. It's only 163 calories, which is the size of a big bag of crisps, essentially. And what I would like to do, though, is I have a big bag of crisps and six chunks, <laughs> <laughs> So I've got to run an extra three kilometers to burn that off. Anyway, what I would say to people that, is... that
0: That really is extraordinary.
1: I recommend it. Highly. I recommend it. It's very, but very But I recommend
0: tasty. it in moderation mm. because my problem is I end up eating more and more and more and more. I don't savour it. Mm. I'm not mindful about it. Mm. And I make myself feel slightly sick.
1: Yeah. Well, you can't with that because that was the last bit.
0: That was... Ri- I, that's that's mm. amazing. that exactly. Caramac's got, got to be worried, right?
1: I would have thought so, yeah, because you get you get more of it. You know, it's and a chunkier... chunkier Caramac barn. is
0: very hard to find.
1: Yeah, it's not easy, is it? I mean, it's not everywhere. Will Cause is the best. You get three bars for a quid. Oh, really? Yeah, Will Cause. Yeah. You? you get a three pack of Caramax there. Yeah, very good. Okay, well, I'm really glad about that.
0: I want to talk to you about the proms. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because. The BBC um, proms? Um, yes. like Proms so in the park and obviously, all that. Obviously, we haven't been able to go to any kind of concerts or anything, mm-hmm. and the proms didn't happen last year, I don't think. hmm. I'm not sure if they... I don't think they did do any concerts at all. So, um, they are happening this year. They are at the Royal Albert Hall, which is in London. But um, I have been once, a long time ago, when I was a little girl, and I am thinking of getting some tickets for us to go. Okay. And I was trying to think, what kind of concert would you enjoy? Like, what kind of classical music would you like? So obviously, any kind of symphony orchestra is amazing. They start on. So today is Wednesday, the fourth of August. Um, it's happening right now. Oh, There's five thousand two hundred seventy-two seats. Um, I'm just having a quick look at um, the BBC Proms website, and you can get tickets now. And they are on literally every single day. But like, yeah. do you know um, Dvorak's New World Symphony? That's really famous. Um, Stravinsky from memory wow there's a lot of singing but this was the one that I really thought sounded quite interesting which was the Manchester Collective so the Manchester Collective is like an arts organisation and it's built for a fresh diverse musical world so they create intimate and intense human experiences inspired by the music that we love And they passionately believe in the power of music to move and excite us. And it doesn't matter if you're a seasoned concert goer or if it's your first time. So that's why I thought it'd be great to take the kids to. Yeah, yeah. It's like something a little bit different. And the music, from the concert hall to the factory, from the recital room to the mill, the only thing that we ask you is that you open your ears and let yourself listen. (laughs) Really listen. And in return... We will create something extraordinary. And then one of the reviews says the craziest, most mental, intense, dark and passionate piece of art I have ever witnessed. Maddest night sober I have ever spent. (laughs) So I think something like that sounds so exciting Mm -hmm. and um, innovative and different. And there was another one. Which I thought sounded rather interesting. They've got a mystery prom, mm. and I don't know if that's they haven't quite booked anybody well, yet, yeah. right, and they don't know like <laughs> yeah. what's coming up. But, like a kinder of And then there's obviously like there's obviously loads of really big anything with a simply 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 symphony, yeah. um, symphony, symphony, mm, nice. symphony yeah. orchestra yeah. is going to be extraordinary because that's a full orchestra. I mean, when you hear, I don't know, have you been to many? <clears throat> A classical concert. Uh, yes, two or three. You know, when you yes. hear, yeah,
1: I mean, it, it, violins, yeah. strings,
0: cellos, double basses, like oboes. Yeah, it just it kind of body, and it penetrates it? your yeah, whole body. Yeah. There's mm. nothing quite like it. And they've got family proms, proms for kids and everything. And they've got music ones where you'll hear film scores from films that you know. I and do
1: love a um, musical style, oh, Yeah, it's That's so fantastic. good. Yeah. I did, um, the BBC did a a run of something called the Electric Proms in in the mid-noughties that I went to at the Roundhouse. And uh, like on Monday, they had Paul Weller. Tuesday, they had David Gray. Wednesday, they had The Who. Mm. They had Amy Winehouse. Mm. I went to see James Brown just before he died. He was part of it. So they did a kind of pop rock version of the Proms, which I enjoyed. But the one I did go and see, which I loved, which was uh, Tim Minchin did a Comedy Proms. At the Royal Albert Hall with his comedy orchestra, yeah. So and so he did a very serious likes half and then he did a kind of comedy half and then he did like dueling pianos with the world's greatest pianist. Now you'd think Tim Minchin is brilliant on the piano, but as soon as this guy started to play, you really realised that Although Tim Minchin is yeah, brilliant, like yeah. he was a world away from yeah. this guy, um, and it'd but until you're making do... comparisons, you can't see all the little flaws. Yeah. And of course, you know, God, it was br- absolutely brilliant. So it'd be great to do like there?
0: a week's worth of proms where you've got Tim Minchin one night, mm. this guy that you were talking about another mm. night, somebody like Jacob Collier oh. uh, another night, yeah. and then somebody like uh, um, the Divine Comedy, mm. you know, because their songs are quite comedic yeah. but when he gets a full orchestra mm-hmm. Neil Hannum like behind oh, yeah, him yeah. oh be so yeah. so good. good I'm just going to quickly tell you about tickets yep. um they are quite expensive but these we're talking tickets that are in the stalls so you really are close to the stage um unrestricted view for 46 pounds per ticket and they're going right up to things like 78 pounds a ticket which is very expensive but it it's it would be an extraordinary, mm-hmm. unforgettable night.
1: Uh, on the subject of music, we're going to mm. stay on this, is that just recently I watched The Defiant Ones again. Now, yes. I feel like... We- I've probably talked about The Defiant we Ones have, on this yeah. podcast, like in season one or something like that. Mm-hmm. But um, I was just mooching about and I thought, well, I'll just watch episode one of The Defiant Ones again. I think mm-hmm. it's a four-part series, one hour each on Netflix, and it's about the sale of Beats Music to Apple by Dr. Dre and Jimmy Ivey, and they sold it for something like $3.6 billion. So Apple Music was originally Beats Music. It wasn't made by Apple. They bought it, which I didn't realize. I just thought they turned iTunes into... Apple music. Yeah. That wasn't what happened at all. Oh, I didn't know that. No, so it used to be called Beats Music and that's what they bought and then they bought the headphones and all the rest of it. But what I love about this documentary more than anything is that you can apply the, the technique or the psychology of, of their careers to any part of your life because it largely requires huge chunks of sacrifice in mm. order to move forward. And what happens to the music industry from like 1979 to 2005 is that it just slowly diminishes transforms into one thing then into another and then it starts to disappear and what you get are these two guys that are the heart of the music industry trying to work under these funny changes that it's taking Mm. place and you could say that about your own life right because it slowly Mm. diminishes as you get older you know the time you have to work that's slightly less there's more younger people coming into perhaps an industry that you work in that are snapping at your heels trying Mm. to take your job and then, you know, you slowly get to the end of your career and you have to have enough money to live without working. God, I you know? feel
0: really depressed. Oh, no, no, I
1: think it's brilliant because what these two guys do is, is ride the crest of this wave where they have huge bits of success and huge amounts of failure. But they, they're constantly trying to work out the next move of what's happening to their world. And, of course, they come up with this idea about not producing music anymore, but producing a way for people to consume music. And that's how... They move forward. So you have to let go of the artistic side of producing music or making music or creating music. And then thinking, well, with all the knowledge I've got and everything I have and all this expertise, how do I keep working in an industry that's dying? And Uh, they do it.
0: Can we quickly just talk about that for a moment? Because I thought about this the other day. I thought how sad it is. I got my vinyl out and I thought how absolutely depressing it is that there is never an album cover to look at mm. anymore or absorb who produced something mm. or who played the drums or the lyrics of a song you can't that
1: that's... is happening again though now have you seen Did you see all the coldplay stuff that's coming out it's in the, the the packages you can buy for their new album you can pre-order no they come in these most elaborate uh, presentation boxes you can buy the cassettes for instance you can have five cassette box set of this new album that's coming out what? And it's in this. Yeah, I don't
0: understand what an cassette. actual cassette. Yeah, cassette player. No,
1: but I, oh, oh, God, I mean, you I can buy one. Buy another one
0: of those. I No, you don't
1: have to, but the point is, is that you can now consume this stuff in a way like you used to. It's but available. The and it's only being people pushed.
0: that are going to sell get to sell it. I what I don't mm-hmm. understand is where's the new music coming from? Mm. How are new musicians supposed to make a living now?
1: Well, it, it, it's probably merch. I would have thought that that's how and they're touring, doing it. I touring, touring, yes. touring,
0: touring, touring, but also that it's all so bland and mm. neutral and homogenized. You know, you don't get any more oasis's. No. Um, and you Good don't get any yeah. more Iggy Pops yeah. or people who are really controversial mm. because they all get, I mean, I was going to use Marilyn Manson as an example, but actually he's kind of being accused of being a horrible person. Oh well Uh,
1: Marilyn Manson's in the Defiant ones, of course, because he was he was produced by their label. Anyway but you know, all of
0: like it's a sad state of affairs, I think, the music business now.
1: I I totally agree. But this is a fantastic journey. I mean it's just Brilliant. And even though I'd watched it maybe a year and a half ago, eighteen months ago, I barely could remember any of it and it Mm. all just came flooding back to me and it was just a fantastic three or four hours I spent watching it over two days so if you're stuck with something to watch and you're sat in the evening thinking oh what should we do just put it on you know and just immerse yourself in the history or the modern history of, mm. of uh, music and it, it obviously covers R&B and drum and bass and all of that stuff right up to, to modern kind of rock and pop but oh I absolutely loved it So the Defiant Ones I love it on when you Netflix. do
0: that oh, oh, oh I loved it oh. Yeah, great he loved it You know, Jungle Cruise was, for me, really good fun. I went to the cinema. Um, I did go to, having not been able to go to a cinema for a very long time, mm-hmm. going to the cinema now is such an enormous joy. Mm-hmm. And I did go in the premier seats, which um, it's not about the width and everything. It's about the situation in the cinema, the position of them in the cinema. So I really splashed out. I got us premier seats. Um, we got the popcorn, we got. We did the whole shebang. Yep. This screen, it was called... Um, it, the Vue VU cinemas have got... Is, is it called... Super screen? It's called Extreme or okay. something like that. Yeah. Oh, my God, it's enormous. I,
1: I think they're a bit too big. If you get in the wrong seat, you can't yeah, well, consume you, the whole screen. You it's don't want to go too yeah.
0: close, Yeah. for sure. Anyway, Jungle Cruise, got my favourite people in it. You know how I feel about Dwayne The Rock Johnson... Uh, this man yeah, he just really can pull out everything mm. he's good at serious he's i mean when you look uh, at him he is an absolute giant of a man and for him to be able to pull out a romantic mm. comedy you know disney movie if what like how did he do that
1: he was <laughs> a wrestler for yeah. the love
0: of god and he is sensitive yeah. and Able to act with his face mm. in a way that I just find jaw droppingly brilliant. Emily Blunt, enormous brilliant. girl crush on her. Yeah, super she good. is so funny. Yeah. She is a fantastic comedic actress. Edgar Ramirez, mm-hmm. um, who is absolutely brilliant. What what film was he in the other day that we watched? he was so good, he played a cop.
1: Oh, don't anyway, get me on the spot. Yeah. Paul Gi Paul
0: Giamatti was um
1: Oh, yes. I know who you mean. No, I, I don't know what, really good. what he was in. Though, um,
0: but Jack Whitehall. Jack, Jack Whitehall. In it. Yeah, Jack Whitehall. Yes. And Jack Whitehall at the beginning, I was like, oh, is he going to be able to, yeah. you know, he's next to Emily Blunt and Dwayne Johnson. Like, can you you've do gotta it? You, you've yourself, got to right? be pooping yourself. But what was really lovely, and I've just got to say big up to Disney, who you know, I love. Yeah. Big up to Disney because Disney have brought it into their movie, um, the first ever reference to a gay character... So Jack Whitehall is gay in this movie and basically he references that at one point where he says, "Um, I was trying to be married off. He's sort of this posh Mm -hmm. boy, trying to be married off uh, several times to several lovely women, but um, that was just not where I wanted to go and the only person that stuck next to me, that wasn't the person I was in love with and the only person that stuck next to me was my sister. I lost everybody and she was the only person. So I would go to the ends of the earth for her. And I was like... Oh my God, is that what I thought it was? And then, like, I was kind of running past the children. Yeah. Was that what I thought it was? And they were like, "Yes, this is amazing." Is he? So, is, it's is def- Jack Whitehall
1: gay in real life? No, he's not. No. He's not. No, he's okay. got um a somewhere. really
0: beautiful kind of really? supermodel girlfriend. Yeah, it's quite, it's quite I mean, camp, my ki- my kids fancy <laughs> Jack Whitehall. My girls right. fancy him so bad. Anyway, yeah, look. This film, in a way, I'm glad you didn't come because I think you probably would have got a little bit annoyed with it because... It's basically an enormous advert for what will be a fantastic ride at Disney. <laughs> yeah. um, because the Jungle Cruise, there's a lot of action. There's a river, there's some rapids, okay, there's yeah. People things falling coming down all over it, you yeah. know. Okay. And you're just, all I could keep picturing in my head was me being on that ride in two years' time yeah. at Disney, and it's going to be amazing. Um, but the last hour of it was extraordinary. First hour, a bit slow and everything, but the last hour was fantastic. It's got 6.7, um, not bad, it's not bad, yeah. but it is. <laughs> Over two hours. It's two hours seven minutes.
1: Oh well, that's all right. I could live
0: Um, with that. But as a family, and um, if you've got kids, it's an absolute stonker. I loved it. I'm a huge fan of everybody in it, so uh, it gets a big yes from me.
1: I've been traveling around quite a bit, you know, doing bits of work here and there. Yes. And occasionally my fridge becomes completely empty of anything.
0: Yes, yes. Uh,
1: my son went to my house the other day, which I hadn't been out for a while. And he said, Dad, the fuse has tripped and the fridge's freezer's <gasps> gone on the blink and everything's defrosted yes. and everything's gone off. And Go, I was uh, like oh
0: Everything chopped out.
1: So I said, can you just throw everything out and I'll yeah. work it out when I get there. So when I got home... Nothing to eat, obviously nothing. nothing in the freezer. Not even
0: freezer. No, nothing. Oh my
1: God. Right? Yeah. So I'm thinking, oh, so I've got one of those BP MS garages not far. So I take a yeah. wander up there and have a little look around. Yeah. And I think I can't be bothered to cook no. chicken Kiev for 45 minutes no. or something. So I had a little look and they had there this uh, spaghetti bolognese uh, in a bowl. Uh, with tagliatelle it was, tagliatelle bolognese, pre-made, right, I know, I know, I know what you're thinking, because you were thinking exactly what I was thinking, which is, I am not going to eat a microwave spaghetti bolognese, but I thought, I'm so hungry, and then I bought some of those garlic slices that you can put in the toaster,
0: oh, those are good,
1: yeah, right, so I thought, well, I can toast them, they'll take me three or four minutes, and I had a look, and I thought, well, this thing will take three or four minutes in the microwave, I'm going to do it. Well, it was either that or McDonald's, right? Or a fast okay, food thing. Okay, so I thought, okay. well, I'll buy it. So I bought okay. the thing. I took it home. Mm. Pierced the film, laid yeah, with a knife. Yeah. What, some scissors? it smell? It smelled all right. Put it yeah. in the microwave. Three and a half minutes on a yeah. thousand watts. Boom. Two garlic slices Oof. in the thing. Three minutes later, oh. I took it out. Yeah. I decanted it into a bowl.
0: Yeah. Oh, can I also just quickly say, because you do do that. So the other Didn't day when I got you a salad. Yeah. You decanted it into a bowl. You you would not like say a pret salad. Yeah. You would not eat it out of the pot, which I do. I don't, you not have that, to put I, it in the bowl. If I can put it in a nice bowl, I like it the proper the, fork, You do that,
1: and it feels like restaurant I, food.
0: I, I really like that you do yeah. that because it did look profoundly nicer. Yeah, it did, right? In a in a bowl. Yeah. As did so the spag you put ball, it. Yeah. a bowl. Ball,
1: little sprinkle of parmesan, which oh, didn't come with it, by the way. But there was done. there was oh. parmesan on top that would have melted mm. into it, mm. and I just put some extra on. Anyway. I wolfed that down. Mm. Wow. Really? I couldn't believe it. It was really good. Oh God. And then what I do, just mm. so you know, is then I cover my plate in olive oil with a splash mm. of balsamic oh, no, and then I, I use the that. garlic slices to clean the bowl. Yeah. And then eat them.
0: You have so many idiosyncrasies yeah. like food idiosyncrasies mm. that I really love.
1: Yeah. Well, I love them too, because mm. they keep me going. But I just wanted to say to people, if you were short on time and you fancied a quick bite to eat I've got to say, I really... Was it Marks
0: & Spencer's own brand?
1: It was m and s own brand, tagliatelli Bolognese. It came in a kind of bowl-shaped thing. It was a good-sized portion, three or four minutes, and I would definitely eat it once a week, I reckon.
0: Um, because on time. you, anybody that's a regular listener um, would know that Michael is also obsessed with Tagliatelle. Uh, it's not spaghetti. Don't eat spaghetti. St- tagliatelli is sticky. It, yeah, it sticks, It grips, it grips the, the pasta. pasta. Sauce. I'm learning. Yeah. I'm learning. Um, I now have to have a cupboard full of tagliatelli. Yeah, it's, um, a, it's a
1: good. It's a good pasta. I don't understand all the different shaped pastas. do like, not? I don't, well, I don't understand what they're for. They're all they're pasta. To catch,
0: no, but they're to catch bolognese. Well, like which but ones are best many, at
1: catching bolognese? How many different ones do you need? Like they're all. They all catch it they're in fun. some way.
0: I like the uh, shell. You see, I, I love like a shell. shell. The shell catches a lot of bolognese. A lot more than the tagliatelli.
1: Tagliatelle. I'd i just go lasagna or tagliatelle. Don't give me any more choices than that. And pasta. I, I don't. I don't need to mess All about right. with that. Right. I don't want those tubes. I don't want the spirals. I don't want the action I man love bow ties. The spirals.
0: I don't want shells. I love the. I love the shells. I love the. I love the spirals. Okay. I don't want bow ties either.
1: Anyway, I tell you, it's a good recommendation to be short on time. Mm. And even if you were on a date, like, and someone came around for dinner, if you made them that, put them in a bowl and sat down, I bet you they'd go, wow, this is really nice. But could, how well,
0: would you do that without upstairs? Oh, I... What? <laughs> that quick?
1: Yeah, it's Italian, you know. That's how they roll. If you're going to have a night in an Italian. It's going to end up upstairs, isn't it? Um... <laughs> uh great okay um well
0: we've done very well we have done very we've well we've given everybody a bumper episode I,
1: I, i've got a few more things to talk about because um, we're, uh, only, we're only at 40 minutes
0: oh i thought we were in, yeah. at 45
1: no uh, i'll tell you there's one other thing i watched I, there was this series that i watched a while back called the movies that made us and it was really good it was ghostbusters i think and then there were a couple of other things and they do a little what bit.
0: Do you, where was it
1: it's on netflix and it's a little forty-five minute documentary about a movie and how the movie came to be, like how difficult it was to make, all the different things trying to cast. Oh, it I properly. love that idea! Oh, it's really good. It's What movies, the movies have they covered? Us. Dirty Dancing. They've done. Can hot... I tell you something? Yeah.
0: I don't get Dirty Dancing. Oh,
1: me neither. I do no, not like we Dirty
0: are, Dancing. Anybody we are, ever says,
1: "Oh, should we watch Dirty Dancing?" That we are a minority. Account. Terrible film. Anyway, Dirty Dancing is one of them. Home Alone uh, is another one. Ghostbusters is another one. Die Hard they did, which (gasps) is also brilliant, because Bruce Lee was Bruce Lee. Bruce Willis was a TV actor, and they were making a massive Hollywood film,
0: Moonlight. So no, yeah, he was moonlighting,
1: but nobody really wanted him in this film. And in the end, somebody just said, "Okay, let's just." do it with him let's give him a shot it's a massive movie it was turn him into a movie star how right? often
0: does that happen do you think oh. that sort of somebody gets a part in a role well, and actually
1: the point I'm going to make is season 2 the episode 1 of season 2 I think yeah. it is Back to the Future.
0: Oh, oh! you told me this the other day. This yeah. is amazing.
1: It's just brilliant. So basically, there's these two guys. They're quite famous writers, but they've had a lot of flops. Um, and Spielberg's worked with them once on 1942, I think, a film that he made that was his biggest flop ever that mm. almost ended his entire career. Mm. These two guys wrote it. And then they went on wrote a few other things and were trying hard, but they'd written this time-travelling story mm. that's got a weird name like a, a, a Time Back to Pluto or something like that. It's a weird name. Anyway, it floats around and for some reason, somewhere, a producer, a lady producer, it is, decides that she just loves the script and would like it to become a film. So she pushes it around. Anyway, the whole story is like, how does this film come to be? And then how do they cast for it? And how do they change it? So that you see the, the original draft script and then how it changes. Changes quite radically.
0: I really like that idea that um, you can flop a lot as a writer. Mm-hmm. And then still get found and make one of the biggest films in history.
1: Yeah, one of the most amazing stats, and I've said this before, is um, that every movie you've ever seen was rejected at least nine times by a a studio or by a producer. So it's just great. You know, you just keep Mm. chipping away, right? So... um, the Back to the Future ones, it's just great. So uh, there's Pretty Woman, Jurassic Park, and Forrest Gump in this one. Pretty Forrest Woman. Gump's great as well. I love yeah. Pretty Woman. But what's interesting about Back to the Future is the whole thing was shot without Michael J. Fox. They wanted Michael J. Fox to do it, but he was in this film, he was in this TV show called Family yeah, Ties. Yeah, I remember it well. And he yeah. was massive. He was a huge mm. hit, and he was a TV actor. Anyway. He, he, they couldn't get him to do it because he was tied up with family ties ironically so they get this other guy they shoot half the movie with him who was the other guy you'd know him do you ever remember a film called Mask where the guy's kind of got a, Jim Carrey no um, he was a, a kind of ginger guy and he's quite deformed and it's about his his life story of having this deformity and living with it I think shares in it as well
0: Yeah. anyway
1: it's, a, it's an actor. I'm
0: just going to go and look and at my, got dog. my
1: dog the dog the She's dog is fine, calling um so um, he gets cast in it, first of all. And then, and then about halfway through the movie, they realise he's just not buying into the story. And he's too serious about it and not comical enough about it. And one day, they go into the room, the writers and the directors and the producers, and just say, you know, we've got to fire this guy, basically, um, and see if Michael J. Fox will do it again, you know. So they go back to Michael J. Fox, and then they pester him and pester him. And eventually, he says, well, I've got to do family ties as well. So he shoots... Family ties During the Day, Back to the Future at Night. And it's absolutely brilliant the way he turns up on set and everybody just goes,
0: wow.
1: <gasps> oh, you know? and wouldn't then, you
0: sh- love to be that person? And it's wouldn't we- you love to be the guy that walks in and everybody and goes, fixes, oh, fixes anything? God yeah. you're
1: here. It's superb. I couldn't recommend this enough. It's really good. They're only 45 minutes long and they just give you loads of little interesting nuggets about movies yeah. and the way they were made. Um, I have thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed that series. So the movies that made us is uh, is what that's called. What do you want? Um should we do some
0: shout outs? Yeah,
1: let's definitely do some shout outs.
0: Oh, um, what have you got there? Well, the
1: first one I want to do is someone uh, had contacted us. Uh, it's um she's called Rosie Farr. She's contacted us Lord. She's an early adopter of this podcast yes. and has messages a millions and millions of times. And then she called me one day or she messaged me one day and said, um, "I've written a book, could I send you a copy uh, to read for the podcast?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." <laughs> Bo! <laughs> what do, want to
0: do I don't know.
1: So, I'm going to read Rosie's message out. She says, If I send you a monumental amount of Jolly Ranchers, would you ever consider reading a tiny bit of a book I've written called, Can I Just Say? Davina often, often uses this strap line to intercept you on the podcast, which you do, because I need intercepting quite a bit.
0: No, I talk we, a lot. I mean, we love you um, talking.
1: Yeah. And She said, uh, So I thought I'd put myself out there and ask you, uh hereby take full ownership of asking a simple question with a humongous sweet incentive um i'm a massive fan of you both especially um as a couple oh happy monday uh, and then she, i said i was like yeah sure send send me the book you know because I, I love like people recommending books and stuff like that to us anyway i opened the box as you saw there was it so was many <laughs> i mean the jolly rancher mountain that we got but what we did get, which I thought was very nice, is she sent sugar-free Jolly Ranchers.
0: I didn't see that. Yeah.
1: There is a sugar-free no. Jolly Rancher. A bag of them, just for you. No. Yeah. Good, right?
0: Guilt-free.
1: Guilt-free. I know. Oh, my God. She also sent me watermelon Jolly Ranchers, which are my favourite flavour. Oh. I know. That was great. And then there were some chewy ones in there as well. I've never come across chewy what? Jolly. Yeah, like... like Jelly tot type Jolly ranches. So not oh the hard God. sweet. Oh, God, they were great. She
0: really pushed the boat out.
1: Now, what I was expecting, obviously, was a, a complete book. But what it is, is a manuscript of a oh book that she's written. It's called, Can I Just Say, The Voice of a Silenced Child.
0: Have you now, read it?
1: Uh, I haven't read it because it's been sat here and I have been somewhere else. But what I do like mm. is the size of a manuscript. Yes. I mean, as I've got older, my eyes are so difficult to see. Yeah, why don't
0: people make
1: books the size
0: of a manuscript? They
1: made them all A4 like that, I'd be delighted. But look, reading that would be so much more enjoyable than reading a book tiny writing, right?
0: I mean, I get very disheartened when I look at books and they've got tiny, tiny writing and it's all very close together and the lines are very close together. I can't do it. It's too
1: stressful all of a sudden, isn't it? Um, So what I would say first of all, Rosie, is congratulations on writing a book like Writing a massive book, mm. that's a big deal, right?
0: It's a really huge deal. And it also takes enormous amounts of planning. Like, you have to kind of learn how to write a book. Yeah. You can't just write a book.
1: I don't think I could write a book. I, what I've been doing, you probably, I don't know if you know this or not, is that I have been saying my life story into voice memos on Apple. I had on no
0: Apple. idea.
1: Yeah. So oh, I started this about on, two hang years hang ago. Hang on a minute. Yeah.
0: That's a big, enormous chunk of, like, you... mm that I didn't know about. Yeah. Why did I what, uh, like? Why did I not know about that? Uh,
1: I don't know really. So if I'm on a car journey, I'm driving into London. I think, oh, I'll do like half an hour of my life. So I've started with my earliest possible memories that I can, th- that I think are real memories from what I. Can What's
0: believe. your first memory?
1: I think I'm about three years old and I'm in the garden at Dalehead Road in Leyland, and there's a red pedal car there, and my brothers there, and we're kind of trying to both get in the pedal car.
0: Do you ever wonder how much of your memories are photographs?
1: Yes, so I have a photograph of that red pedal car and I have a photograph of me and Steve in the back garden. So it could well be I've formed my own memory around the photograph. And Mm -hmm. I explain that also when I'm I'm saying I don't know if this is an actual memory or not, something I've I've created. Yeah, it's hard to know, isn't it? And then I've kind of bumbled along through... All the memories I've got, like in chronological order, that I can remember, so I can remember my seventh birthday quite clearly. Is this
0: going like to be the book that you release when you uh, sell your business? Yeah, um, like this is how I made this it. This is when they do the defiant ones, yeah. um, but about you, yeah, and your business and how you started. Mm. But the end... And I'll just be making cups of tea in the background and yeah. going, do you want a cup of tea,
1: Michael? <laughs> <laughs> You'd be from Essex all of a sudden. No, that oh. wasn't Essex.
0: That was, was just not? a sort of Abigail's party.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, the, you know, the the end of my story will probably see me go to prison or something like that. I'm not sure I'll sell for $3.3 billion, but let's see. You're not,
0: You're not. I was just about to swear, you're not fucking going to
1: prison. <laughs> yeah, I like,
0: I, I've just got you. <laughs> yes, I'm, okay, I'm, okay. I'm certainly not going to let you um, go to prison.
1: So anyway, so I'm doing this thing where I, I, I... So a book will exist. It'll be an audio book. And then, you know, my kids have got that if I pass away or something like that. They've got and can I read. say something else yeah. as well? Yeah.
0: You're not passing away either. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, like ever. Yeah. Um, Don't so even I, my, think about it.
1: My point is to Rosie is that I couldn't write a book like... This So it's it's a lot of pages 230, 261 pages Can you tell us thing. what it's about? Well it's about her life I think and her relationship with her mother So um, I, what I'm going to do is over the August period is I shall read it Now it is I worth like I should read it Yeah well I think you should I think there would be some similarities. Does she have a
0: hard time with her mum? She
1: she does have a very hard time with her mother, yes. definitely something Um, I
0: can relate to. It
1: says here, the sweets are because uh, I know you love them. The sugar-free ones are obviously for Davina. The random pack (laughs) are because I said something that made me think of you both. Your podcast is brilliant. And um, uh, the story is true life as I remember it. Give or take the odd scene. It's Mm -hmm. my story through the eyes of an abused child. Uh, Alcohol, alcoholic, drug addicted. um, And the choices I have made as a result. Mm -hmm. Um... So yes, it, it sounds like it's quite a deep, heavy uh, read. So um, I'm going to have a, a read of this over the August uh, period. It is worth saying, Rosie, that I have no idea what to do with the manuscript. Like, I've never published anything in my life. Like, hey, uh but it, maybe there is a publisher out there who listens to this that would be interested. And once I've read it, we could forward it to the publisher or something like that. But well done for writing it. Because I also think, I love that idea that Jordan Peterson always has, that if you want to change your life, you have to almost learn as much about your own life up to that point and then write yourself a future. And you can't do that until you've done the the first bit, which I think is called the past authoring programme, and then there's the future authoring programme. So whatever comes of this, I can only assume it would be good.
0: I also would like to say that um, as the adult child of an alcoholic, uh, myself and also she took uh, a vast quantities of drugs as well and um, that uh, knowing what that does to you as a person there's mm-hmm. a certain amount of courage and everything that comes with putting yourself out there in such a personal way and um, it takes many many years to get to that point to, yeah. to feel brave enough and strong enough to be able to um, do that. what is wrong with her tonight <laughs> this is really funny so, she's never normally like this
1: no she really wants affection right? I yeah. mean it's, uh, it's quite bizarre oh my god um, let's have a little look through here then so um, oh my god so
0: we're having a quick look at um, it's now so, become like an obsession this old jolly Rancher thing it's got to stop we've yeah, got more so, Jolly Ranchers than we can literally Irena,
1: Irena Scullion sent us a Jolly Rancher candle that you can get at the BM&M superstores. Oh, no more Jolly God. Ranchers, but thank you. Yes, uh, I'm going to buy myself one of those for the, when I have a luxury bath <laughs> and have a watermelon Jolly Rancher candle <laughs> burning on the side. Um, uh, oh, if you haven't yet watched This Way Up on oh, Channel 4 yes. with Aisling B. Ashling. I mean, why, why don't they spell it with an
0: She's, S-H? Um, because the Irish ah, have really great ways of spelling I'm
1: names. Sorry. I'm sorry, I take it back take it back uh, I binged season 1 and 2 on Sunday and it made me laugh out loud and it made yeah. me sob more importantly it made me think it's genius so this is from Lunchy Music who's a musician Ooh, I might have a little look at Lunchy Music I so.
0: also um, hey. am tar- I'm going to try two programmes that I've heard are good Breeder uh-huh. is it Breeder what's the one with Martin Freeman yeah Breeder's yeah, Breeders. I, I worked and on
1: that. You know that? No. I did Daisy Haggard's hair for but that. But
0: have you have you watched it? I haven't, no. Apparently, it's unbelievably good. Okay, great. And Stan. Have you heard about uh, that? Yes, I have I've...
1: heard about Stan, but I don't know why.
0: Millie, my sister, yeah. said it's amazing. Uh, very good. So we've got two things to watch there.
1: This is Claire, 06 Claire. Hi, guys. I have just bought some Sabre hummus extra. What can I say? Yeah. Absolutely delicious. I have to eat it. I have to be careful not to eat the whole tub at once. Yeah. And now on the hunt for Pester's Yard cracker flatbreads. Enjoy the sun. Looking
0: Peter's forward.
1: Yard. Oh, Peter's Yard. Yes, yeah, the
0: Peter's Yard is amazing. Is it? And Peter's Yard got in touch with us and said thank you so much uh, for we um, talking oh, about what the we crackers tested. last week. Yeah. Oh, okay. They are super, super nice. And also, can I just say that we've had to go to because Sabre also do. Um, mega tubs of hummus and at our house have had to go to the mega tub of hummus because if I get the normal tub of hummus by them it only lasts three seconds <gasps> Bo, get out quick What's she's it? in your bag oh Pant. naughty girl there's not, a not anything in there
1: there's just the smell of chocolate probably yeah I know okay this is a dog, doggy one Rosa is sending her love too um, this is from Anna who uh, sent me a nice message about, um, about Ronnie uh, hope sending her pic isn't inappropriate or insensitive. Not at all, Anna, thanks very much. I grew up with a golden retriever, Tess, and we lost her years ago. I remember feeling broken into. I still <laughs> uh, cry, if I think, of her for too long. Now we have Rosa. She's just three years old and super daft and crazy, so keeps us on our toes and makes us giggle. I really hope you uh, heal well and can rest knowing your baby uh, pupper uh, is with the doggy angels now. You'll be all right, I promise. <laughs> Love and light, thank you. <laughs> God, okay. Don't read any more. No more messages about. Um. Oh, that's another one. Oh, and that's another one. Yeah. They're okay. all gonna be
0: yeah.
1: Uh, this is from Mono, monogram O. Yes, apparently they have Dornopol. Oh, what's this? Um, Circle. Oh, this was a good one. So this is the last one, right? Yes. You're gonna like this. <laughs> Circleoflifestyle.com. Um, so um, me and my three pals have all used it and we love it. Here are a couple of them in their secondhand clobbers. So what it is, is you go to the circleoflife.com and they personally style, style you. Circleofstyle.com. Oh, so, sorry, circleofstyle.com and they personally style you in amazing secondhand. Um, so you look better because it's a stylist picking things out that suit you based on their fun and clever quiz and it's secondhand, so you get great designer labels, and it's kind to the planet. So um, they sent me these pictures of their friends in all these secondhand designer <laughs> gear.
0: Oh, they look great!
1: They look great, don't they? Um, and I guess you take the quiz, oh, so, so they, nice. they work out what you like or don't like. And then some kind of stylist then finds you things and sends you them. Oh. But it's all secondhand. Circleofstyle.com. That's um,
0: so good. I'm writing that down right now and I'm going to do it this week.
1: So you take their quiz and it says they have Dorno Porter, who we really like, who I love, Ashling B, who I love. who we really like, Lily Allen, who we really like. Yeah, I love Lily. Um, and they're all customers and I heard, um, uh, and I'm sure they'd love to gift you a box to try hello at circledofstyle.com I've found them really helpful that is a brilliant recommendation so that's that monogram 0808
0: this idea of um, throwaway fashion and the fact that j- just people buy and buy and buy and buy and then chuck away mm. young kids are much better at that they have, all have accounts with Depot they all buy and sell their clothes on there so you, you buy some clothes but my kids I don't think my kids have got anything new in their wardrobes everything they, bu- they buy and sell they barter
1: we love all going to second hand shops yeah. don't we? I've got loads of second hand stuff. Holly's just bought her like prom that.
0: dress. Holly's just bought her prom dress which is the mm-hmm. prom from last year mm-hmm. which she's going to have this year yeah. um from a second hand store today.
1: It's brilliant. Yeah. Um okay. Are you okay. Yes,
0: I am okay. Are you gonna have you're like you might have a little moment to make I don't feel think so. like I'm fine. Sure? I'm fine. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean what's quite good is that I, I, the, the more that time goes by, the more I can think about her without getting upset. You know, mm. I mean, it's still quite tricky, but, um, you know, you, you, you spend a lot of time pushing thoughts out of your mind, can't mm. you? Because they're too upsetting and I've started to let various ones come in. So mm. that's quite nice. Um, this is our last one for the summer. Mm-hmm. We're going to come back first week of September, I would we are. say. Yeah. It's a thoroughly enjoyable podcast to do. I love it. Yeah, me too. And it's very nice to hear from you all. I um, mean,
0: I... I- I feel like I quite like just listening to you. I feel like maybe we should just let you do it. And I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to just go, mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> um, that is not going to happen. Then maybe by the way. I
0: could go, yeah, you're right.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're right about that. And then
0: occasionally I'll go, what? And then you can tell me.
1: Mm. These microphones make a big I know difference, don't nice. they? I they love the really. Sound of my voice in this microphone. Yeah, me too.
0: no don't do that though no no I have a thing about like the sloshing I thought when you got the Jolly Ranchers out earlier that you were going to eat one and I was going to go no Michael you can't do that no the clicking on the teeth with these microphones would be very bad.
1: Now, we're just about to make some lamb wraps. Of the wraps you got, are those those nice ones that What I, do
0: you mean, are they?
1: Uh, you got the nice wraps from that nice company you, that we little recommended. You
0: faith, you've got so little... I don't, it's not everything that, it's not you little recommend faith. to me, yeah. I've got. We've got all that. Except for the spaghetti bolognese. Okay. Or the tagliatelle yeah. bolognese. I'm coming now, okay. Bobo, we're going to go for a walk. She um, wants to go for a walk. Ah, that's we need okay, to go for a yeah, walk. Yeah,
1: we need to go for a walk. Um happy holidays everybody.
0: happy holidays everyone and we're really going to miss you but we're going to come back with so much good stuff to talk about yeah
1: see you all soon enjoy the <laughs> enjoy the song bye hi